Omaha. Omaha. Ha <laughs> Get it? Cause get it? Cause Peyton Manning said Omaha. <laughs> Welcome back, everybody, to Going for Two with Jack Taylor. My name is Jack Taylor. My name is Hunter Two. And if you heard it, you heard it. Surely you already knew, but you just heard it. We're going to Omaha. The dogs are back. The dogs are going back to the underground fight club capital of the world. We're going to Omaha. And there's a little baseball tournament going to happen starting on Saturday. And the dogs are in it for the third time in a row. You know, I wonder if any other schools can say that right now. Could Oh, can Vanderbilt? Uh, sure. Uh, Elijah surely Mac- they made it in 18. Elijah McNamee made sure they didn't. And some some little, little guy named Jake Mangum also made sure that a bunch they were of little there. guys, just historic little guys. Who we recruit, yeah. and it seems to be working out for us. Yeah. And speaking of little guys, uh, there's one little guy, number five at Ole Miss. He's not going to be there anymore. I don't think Mike Bianco. It, I don't think he's. I don't think he's going to stay. Really? I, I thought maybe one Omaha appearance in 21 years would kind of have a little bit of job security. You remember last year when they didn't play a single conference matchup, and then they gave him a contract extension? Contract extensions are for recruiting, though. Oh, wow. Sure did, sure did, did help good. him, yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know. But I just think he's gone. It seems seems pretty seems pretty obvious. I mean, he's already interviewed at LSU, and they've offered him one of the biggest coaching baseball coach contracts ever, so... Um, but I'm fine with our coach that's sitting here in Starkville making six hundred thousand. I hope a year. he's not sitting here. He's supposed to be in Omaha, <laughs> making six hundred k a year, and he's already been to Omaha more than Mike Bianco. Uh, I really did like the stat. I don't know if you saw this on Twitter that Ole Miss, no, State has more Omaha appearances in the last three years than Ole Miss has wins over Mississippi State in the last five years. <laughs> just, uh. just, just rivalry things, you know. Rivalry. Yeah. It's starting to kind of look like Alabama versus Tennessee in football. <laughs> but before we get too far into uh, what happened this past weekend, I do want to give a little um, little motivation to a baseball team of ours that's in Omaha right now. Um, it is my birthday on Monday, and you know it's right in the middle of, the, of a, like I said, a pretty big baseball tournament. Yeah, it's going a pretty on. big one. Um, I don't, I mean, I'm not trying to just get it out there that it's my birthday, but if y'all just wanted to win the College World Series for me, I mean, for no other reason, but for me, that'd be awesome. Be be incredible. Just a little motivation, yeah. Just, just help your boy Jack out. Just help me out. I mean, I think I think that may be the no- motivation that they'd need. I know it's not directly a motivation, more of like an act of, hey, I mean, give give me this. Uh, it's an act of giving, like you know. I mean, birthdays they've had, happen. They've had the motivation, you know. Just in my life, we've gone to the College World Series 2007, 2013, 18, 19, and this year. Mm-hmm. Said five times. It's always happened around this time. Five times they've had the chance to give that to me. Have you ever asked for it? I've never asked. They just didn't know, and now we have this platform where the, they could know. This will be the year that we win the College World Series because I asked for it. So, appreciate that, uh, Tanner Allen, Rowdy, if y'all listen to this. Thanks, thanks, just, Will. Just give it to me. Yeah, just give me a ring. Just You're just feeling froggy. Just, but uh, all right, dogs win again. Dogs win. Uh, yeah, uh, I I got a little ahead of myself. As soon as this game ended on uh, Monday, I looked at you and I said that was a better game. That was that was more incredible than even the twenty eight nineteen super regional. Yeah, and you kind of shut me up a little bit with the whole recency bias thing. And I guess you're right. But, but, uh, but I mean, that was so far. The, the farthest I, the farther I've gotten away from it, the more I've been like. That really was, because like, there was a whole lot on the line all throughout every game. Yeah. I mean, 
honestly, if the 2019 Super had been like on in a winner take all game, if that had been in a game three and that had been a walk off, like the 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 Magnum, if that would have been a perfect situation for a unbelievable at bat. I mean, that would have been great. Yeah, I mean, like there there were there were things that could have made that better. It was incredible anyway, just knowing the story of Mac not getting drafted and all this stuff. But that was still an incredible moment. But this game, you know, the the huge second inning and the you know, and we're we're even skipping ahead the first two games where yeah. we you know, we exchanged uh, punches that first game, got blown out the second game, and you know it's set up for a perfect situation for Game Three where you know it could have been just as emotional as uh, 2019. I don't think it was just because I mean Rowdy and TA didn't have those just rememberable or those memorable like final at bats, but. It was still incredible. To be yeah, there. I mean, I, I I am glad that we made it out of this just so the SEC West would have someone to represent them because uh, you know our boys in Baton Rouge. Oh, oh, and two other teams from the SEC West both lost in Super Regional Round. Uh, <laughs> so so all year long. Uh, we saw that Dave Van Horn at Arkansas would pitch these starting pitchers, and there, and even Kevin Copps too, that he would pitch them like 125, 130. Pitches. And then went and did the same thing in the SEC tournament. Yeah. So from week one, we saw that and was like, ah, I mean, whatever. Not sure works, how sustainable. It whatever is. works for you, but that is going to come back to bite you at some point. I didn't think that it was going to be before Omaha, but my goodness, they they got to they got to the Super Regionals and had two starting pitchers. And then had to go to their best pitcher. Like it, it was. I'm not saying that Landon and Cops are like the same kind of pitcher, but it would be the equivalent of us putting Landon as a starter. You know, Mike Bianco uh, thought <laughs> that putting in Broadway would be the equivalent of putting in Cops, but um, it wasn't. Uh, they 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 lost too. Uh, if it wasn't for Doug Day, that would have been a horrible. Sweet. Uh, yeah. No, but I mean, I'm not saying that Cops cost him that game. He gave everything that he had every time he went out there. I went I mean, got into the ninth inning as a starter when he has he pitched been a, he pitched four innings the day before or something. Yeah, I mean it was it was insane. He did everything he could. That Arkansas offense um, was suspect all year and yeah. just really finally caught up to him. Um, not saying they shouldn't have been the number one team. I mean they won every SEC series. They did everything they could, but they didn't. They did, they never just blew away a series. Yeah, we we talked about it all the time. Uh, we're like, yeah, when they get close in a series, that game three deciding game always seems like it's coming down to the wire. Yeah. And, and and I I think they might have had one sweep in SEC play. The reason that uh, and it was it was against us. Weird. Uh, the one um, the one reason that we were able to be so close to them in the SEC championship race was because they would win two out of three against teams and just kind of falter a little bit. And you know we got sweeps when we needed them. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> But anyway, not, uh, not, not rocking with Missouri. <laughs> Arkansas, um, they really, they just came to an end. Obviously, their season came to an end. That offense finally caught up to them and, and just uh, sputtered to a stop. So. Yeah. And now you have a bunch of Arkansas media coming out. Oh, this was just an overachievement this year by this Arkansas team. Nope, it wasn't. <laughs> You know, we I don't think that we were supposed to be this good after losing our middle infield, you know, losing two first round picks. And a second? Yeah, I mean I, I I'm pretty sure that we're pretty overachieving sure. too and we're actually in Omaha, so Yeah, and just just going down the line before we get into really re- reviewing ours, uh Stanford 
absolutely destroyed Texas yeah, Tech. I completely that missed that. I thought Texas Tech was going to come back, win two straight, and Stanford had a guy pitch a complete game on Saturday. And so. we just don't respect the don't respect the tree <laughs> or the, or the West. No, I mean you can go that way too. Uh, another game. Uh, this this one wasn't. It was a weird one. If you take out Doug Day, which I know you can't, this would have been the most easy series Arizona has played. Yeah. But uh, Doug, as he does, goes out and salvages one. That guy's gonna be good. <laughs> Doug is so good. Yeah. Uh, we saw it in here in Starkville. We've we've seen it all year long. I mean, Vanderbilt saw it too. Who we're gonna talk about in a minute? But um, when you put Doug Nikhazy on the mound, it. It's a win. It's a win, you know, yeah. and, and that's that's very valuable for a team like Ole Miss. I mean, without him this year, they you could argue that they wouldn't have even made the tournament. <laughs> they wouldn't have been here. Yeah, uh, I mean, and so huge job by him. Honestly, me and you have talked about it. we we like that Ole Miss team. There are a lot of guys on there that you know, I I feel like. I mean, they're pretty likable. Yeah, you know, Kevin Graham seems like he's pretty cool out there. John Rice Plumley. T.J. McCants. John Rice Plumley, like even you can hate him all you want, but. Seems like a good dude. Yeah, it seems like um, a cool guy. Yeah, uh, TJ McCants is fun. But then there are just guys like Doug Nikhazy who are just like the the typical, like you just look at him and think Ole Miss. And, uh, I really expected to not like Doug. Like we went into like our series against him, like don't really know why we don't hate this guy, but he's kind of cool, I guess. Yeah. I guess it's just crafty lefty things. Yeah. And then um, next one is... Probably the most boring super regional you could have asked for. Vanderbilt, who's Vanderbilt a boring, and the Umps. Yeah, who's a boring team to begin with, and then they play East Carolina. Like, not a huge name. I know they're good, but there's not a huge name. Yeah. Um, they started their first game at 11 a.m. on Friday. Started their second game at like noon or 1 p.m. And both games, I, I think the total super regional had like eight runs in it. It was like. Yeah. It was stupid, and and it's it's really kind of bad because that first game was one of the best pitcher matchups yeah. of the entire season. Kumar versus ECU's ace, and he hadn't lost since like 2018 or something. <laughs> yeah, Ooh. I mean, I don't understand um, the scheduling on that. I feel like just just let them play later. Let people watch those games because I did say they were boring, but I mean they're fun to watch if you like those pitchers matchups. Yeah, you know, we're gonna see some on this right side of the bracket here that were not pitchers matchups. Mm-hmm. And a few of those games actually happened in Starkville. So. Yeah, okay. Uh, so we're going to go from the bottom of this side of the bracket, so we end in Starkville. Okay. Um, Tennessee versus LSU. I picked LSU here. I said Tennessee. Yeah. You're smart, aren't you? <laughs> well, Maneri. Maneri's done. Maneri Magic was not there. Um, they actually had a lead late in the game, in the first in the first game of the series. But, I mean, Tennessee playing at home, they, they just play in a really small ballpark and just hit. Bombs. I'm really excited to see this Tennessee program over the next few years because it, by all signs, it Vitello is there for the long run. Yeah, um, and he he seems like he's just gotten the crowd into it. They they had a section outside their stadium with a big like uh, jumbotron type yeah. thing outside, and uh, because they have a small stadium, they can't fit fourteen thousand fans in every game. Um, they they can fit about four thousand actually, and. Uh, it's just sad, but you know I know that he's there and he can he can grow the program and he yeah. already has so. Okay, and then Dallas Baptist versus Virginia. Yeah, two three seeds uh, squaring off in a neither stadium was neither team was playing in their home stadium. They were playing at South Carolina, um, but DBU, the home run university, I think is what some people were calling them, uh, and 
I I don't I didn't watch this series. But... Uh, yeah, uh, Virginia coming into the postseason does not hit home runs, and then they go play in South Carolina, which I'm not even sure if it is a launching pad there, and they win that regional on a walk off. Um, they win against DBU with a grand slam, and like they're just heating up at the right time. Yeah, it's kind of seems like a team that could go to Omaha and make some. Yeah, I mean, make some work of people. They're here, so they might as well might as well win the whole dang thing, right? I hope they don't. <laughs> I hope they don't. Okay, and then we're gonna skip above us right here, and uh, we're gonna go Texas versus South Florida. South Florida, four seed out of the Gainesville Regional. Yeah, I mean they and they had a they they were about to go to extra innings against Texas, two outs, man on first, didn't play no doubles. Somehow a ball gets hit over the center fielder's head. Texas tragic sweet. way to end it. You know, yeah. um, South Florida. I mean, overachieved in every way. I think. <laughs> I mean, every way. They weren't even supposed. They had to win their uh, conference championship to even make the tournament. Yeah, went to a game seven in their uh, regional. Won that or in Florida's regional and beat South Alabama, uh, and then went to this uh, super regional in Austin. Gave Texas all they could handle in that first game, and then I think got blown out in the second game but um that brings us to the Starkville Super Regional Notre Dame came to town uh and who I think we can all agree now was the most disrespected team when it came to seeding they were the 10 seed and they got an easy regional seems like I mean Central Michigan they looked good on paper but Notre Dame blew past them he outscored their regional 50 to 5 came to Starkville and from the very beginning of the of game one they hit the ball Mm -hmm. I mean every game they hit the ball I don't think there's any argument about that. You can look at the runs they scored. They scored eight runs in game one, nine runs in game two, and then seven runs, I think, in game three. Uh, should be enough. They, they scored more than seven every game in this postseason. Yeah. And, <laughs> I mean, that should be enough to win the series, is scoring seven or more runs every game. Yeah. But, um, you know what? I mean, they out, they outscored us in our super. But, you know, by, by Yancey's math, I think that means they get a ring or something. Yeah, I don't. I mean, but <laughs> Notre Dame, honestly, one of the one of the best hitting teams that I've seen this year. Uh, if they had a, a an average pitching staff, I think yeah. that they would be, you know, a number one or number that, two team. In the that country. team really did seem like a a five seed, yeah. like like safely in the top eight. Yeah. team. Um, the best super regional I think that happened. Maybe out. I mean, I guess you could say the Arkansas NC State one. That was the best one for me. I love that one. Yeah, but I mean, State and Notre Dame. What a what a great series. Um, Nico Cavadas. We talked about him in the last episode and said that he could not be the one to hurt us, and he wasn't. He. We'll talk about something that he did in a minute, but like he he had two hits on the weekend. He struck yeah. out like five or six times. Um, their nine hole hitter. I don't even remember the guy's name, but he. Had two or three home runs this weekend. Had, I mean, he just hit the ball the entire time. And they through one through nine, they they all could hit. Yeah, I mean, this is what we said about Arkansas early in the season, before their offense started being kind of shaky. One through nine, you're yeah. getting like there's no like real questions. Uh, I'm I'm not sure if their fans think that same thing. Yeah. But like at least from outside looking in. <laughs> 
the bottom of their lineup was kind of scary. Yeah. Like it was kind of, it was kind of weird. Like being like, oh, okay, Cavadas is up. Yeah. <laughs> we finally got around to this guy. He's probably going to strike out again. Uh, and game three, we'll see that he didn't. Do that. Yeah. But game one, uh, major talking points. It was really really hot outside. Very hot. And there were a lot of people there. You know, I, I'm. Kind of sounds like it would be like a record attendance for postseason on campus event at that. It was. <laughs> A whole lot of people. What was the exact number again? We got fourteen thousand three hundred and eighty-five people packed. Neither in. of us guessed that. I believe you were like fourteen one hundred. Yeah. Something. So like you were pretty close. Yeah. I did not expect fourteen three there, but that's what we got. Huge crowd. Um, got another attendance record in game three that we'll talk about. But started out this game with Will Bedner. That's who I said would probably start just to kind of finally get that switched around to where he could start game one. C Mac could go game two. Because I think a good Will Bedner is the best pitcher on our yeah. on our staff, uh, besides Landon Sims. And, and good Eric. Yeah. We never saw that. So, <laughs> uh, didn't have great Will Bedner, but like we said, it was just Notre Dame. Insanely mm-hmm. good offensive team. Uh, from the first inning of the first game, they hit the ball and they scored runs. And I think they were up one nothing at the end of the first inning. Um, Tanner Allen comes up, and I looked at you and I said, he's going to hit a response home run because he, he always does. Mm-hmm. And I think first or second pitch, he just hits a tank. And uh, so he hits a home run in that one, ties it up. And then from that point forward, it was just a you know just back and forth. Yeah. Back and forth. Uh, Chase Patrick comes in uh, after Will Bedner gets chased. Uh, I didn't like that. Me either. Me either. <laughs> I've got like five guys whose names I – would be I may have com- six. Would be very comfortable coming in, and Chase Patrick has never made that list. So <laughs> seeing him come in, down, I think we were we were only down like maybe two, three to one, two. four to one, something yeah. like that. I mean, it wasn't much at all. Uh, and he comes in first couple batters. He didn't do bad. First inning that he had, he wasn't bad, but um, gives up a three run home run, make it seven to three, and for me, just kind of took the energy out of the crowd just a little bit. Uh, we had to respond right then, and that's exactly what we did. We were down seven to seven to three at that point. What came up, got three runs in that uh, bottom of the fifth, and honestly, that was that was just huge for us. I think yeah. there was a stat that said Notre Dame had been it was undefeated like twenty eight and zero when they had a four run lead or more, and um, so finally gave them a loss in that category. But just scoring in every it seemed like every single inning. Uh, was was massive. I mean, yeah. I mean, it seemed like Notre Dame did that, so we had to do that. We had mm-hmm. to we had to match exactly what they did, uh, and they were they scored in six of the nine innings, and we scored in five of the eight innings that we hit in. So I mean, that, it took that to win the game, and um, the the storyline of that was that, like we said the other day, Notre Dame was a was an incredible. Uh, defensive team, and they came into this game and had four errors, and mm-hmm. we only won by one run. I, I remember uh, before this, we looked at, we were looking at like uh, our stats when opponents do whatever, and it was uh, when opponents have more than two errors, and I was like, why don't we just make them have more than two errors? Yeah. And uh, they went out and spotted us five. So so that was fun. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, just what a weird game for them defensively. Mm-hmm. Moving forward, like after that game, I was like, we either have to force them to make errors or we're not going to win. Yeah. I mean, that, that, that's what it's going to take. They're, if they play a clean game, they win. They are a better team than we are. Mm-hmm. And you know what? I thought that was how it was going to yeah. be, especially uh, after. I remember you came back and you're, we were both like, 
that's a really, really good team. Like, we kind of sold them short just, like, saying, oh, they're good fielding. Like, we didn't really say much about their bats. Yeah, but... I didn't know anything about this. <laughs> we don't have ACC Network. How are we supposed to? Yeah, but game two, uh, the story of that was it was a crafty left-handed pitcher, and we've seen time and time again that that is just the kryptonite of Mississippi State, and um, he gave up a leadoff triple to Rowdy Jordan. Uh, two pitches into the game, we had a lead because Tanner Allen hit a sacrifice fly, and they the Notre Dame bullpen already had action in it, like yeah. two pitches into the game, and <laughs> I'm thinking, all right, we're about to punch our ticket to Omaha, mm-hmm. and then... Like I said, he was just the story of the game. He pitched, I, I think he got into the eighth inning. I mean, seven and a third or something like that. And, um, I mean, just insane. Insane game yeah, from that guy. Yeah, seven and a third. Yeah, and what was his name? Just so I can give him a little credit. Uh, Aiden Tyrell. Aiden Tyrell. He's a great pitcher. Great game. It's Tyrell Aiden. There's no comma in there. Yeah, it's flipped. Okay, Tyrell Aiden. Whatever. <laughs> uh, great game by him. And, honestly, Christian McLeod just the victim of some bad luck in this game. He, I mean, just like we see with him, he gets in some unfortunate situations sometimes. He usually can work his way out of them, uh, even though it doesn't look pretty. He can usually just randomly strike out the side when he needs to. Yeah. In this game, he forced a weak uh, chopper to first and when he had the bases loaded in two outs. And, you know, there was no play to be made. Hancock tried to make a play, flip it to uh, McLeod. And then McLeod tried to make a play, throw it to home. And then we gave up two two runs in the first inning on a play that you probably should have just been killed at the beginning and you give up a run that's it but um there's a really mad guy behind me that i'm sure played a lot of d1 college baseball that said it's a routine bleeping play Um, it didn't look very routine uh if if they practice that uh how do we have enough time in the day for everything else yeah with two outs you can't sit there and i mean with no out you you can't expect anybody to just hit a chopper to no man's land especially when with two outs everybody's playing back to keep the ball in front of them you cannot be prepared for that um i didn't like the christian mcleod error throwing home no me that was that was really what i was more worried about yeah and um so that immediately took away the lead that we had just gotten in the first inning and we never got it back um he just mowed us down there was one inning where i think i think it was the fifth inning lane forsyth got it started with a single and that was his first hit of the postseason and then immediately following that rowdy ta and cam james all struck out to in the inning and that just about solidified the game for us yeah um, that was that was pretty much us saying, all right, well, we'll try again tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And Lamonis from then pitched Cade Smith. Hey, um, uh, you know, I was fighting for Cade Smith to get the to get the outing right there before Brandon. Yeah. Just because I want to see Cade go in postseason. Yeah. Cade, Cade looked good. Yeah, I think he, I think he did look good. Uh, I mean, didn't give up anything in his one inning of work. We also saw Brandon Smith, like you just said, uh, but we didn't we didn't waste any bullpen arms in that one. Lamonis, like we always say, he sees the writing on the wall and he's just gonna kind of just punt it. Yeah, I mean, you can't you can't waste anything in a game where you know exactly what's gonna happen. Yeah. Um, and so that moves us on to game three. We have a, a good pitching staff ready for this one. We can probably honestly still use Brandon Smith and Cade Smith. We didn't waste anything. Preston's good again. Um, hope we don't use Chase Patrick. Yeah. And we didn't. So got really really good uh, Houston Harding to start this game and. Um, just really, really good Hootie. I think he solidified himself as a Game 3 starter moving mm-hmm. forward. Wish we had figured that out earlier in the year, but Fristo, I mean, 
valuable innings Has for the a young kid. Up there. Yeah. Uh, so really good Hootie. Had his breaking ball working early. Had a 90-mile-an-hour fastball that he was honestly just blowing by people. And he had that definitely a strikeout looking against Cavadas. <laughs> Surely that didn't make him upset. Yeah. <laughs> uh, in, in the second inning, um, Rowdy Jordan had a diving catch. that I looked at you and I just said, there's no way we lose this game. Mm-hmm. Direct a, quote. There's no way that we lose this game. And um, so following that, we had... A six inning, a six run second inning, uh, capped off with a uh, Logan Tanner bomb, a three run home run. They really let Brad Kellum and Lane Forsyth get on. Yeah, that's how we started that inning. Was uh, our seven, eight, and nine hitters getting on base? I was there. A, was there a hit anywhere in there? Uh, I, I think Brad got a hit, and then. Kellum walked because that's what Kellum does. Yeah. And then Lane, they had him squaring around the bunt. And he couldn't do that. Couldn't bunt. So he forces a walk. Uh, really, really good at bat. And that's I'm going to talk about that in a minute. But I just, I guess I'll just talk about it now. I think every player on this team, one through nine, contributed in some way in this game. I can't directly remember what. You look at the stat line and Rowdy had the worst day. <laughs> just, yeah. just looking by hits. Yeah, I was about to say I don't know if Scotty did anything, but he had two hits in this game and an RBI. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, just what a, what a game one through nine for us. Um, we haven't had many like that. No. It's no. kind of a nice last game going into Omaha. Yeah. Or at mm-hmm. least it makes me feel nice. Yeah, for sure. Um, but that six-run second inning ended up just being, you know the key for us in that game. Mm-hmm. I know we, we scored a lot after that. It seemed like I mean, we scored 11 runs in the game, but that, that crooked number put up right there really just, you know, I'm sure it gives Houston Harding some confidence going back mm-hmm. onto the mound. And um, That was a long time for Hootie to wait to go back out. Yeah. And, and it kind of affected him like a little bit because I feel like he could have gone deeper into this game of like, you know, there wasn't a 45-minute inning, yeah. half inning in between all that. But, I mean... Yeah. Hootie will go out there and fight for you any day. Uh, I've enjoyed watching Hootie this season. Yeah, maybe we'll get him back next year. Really don't know. Uh, that'll, that'll be so good. But on, I mean, going back to that second inning, it started out with our seven hitter, seven hole. I guess that was Brad, and then ended uh, with Lane Forsythe batting with the bases loaded, uh, batting for the second time, uh, but with the bases loaded this time, and he ends up grounding out, but. Uh, he's not. He didn't strike out. He's not striking out as much right yeah. now. So he's, I guess he's seeing the ball a little bit better. Obviously worked good at bat, and uh, really, really proud of him for that. A little bit of Clark and Richie action with Kellum and Lane. Lane, yeah, they're the eight and nine hitters. But uh, man, it was it was an incredible game. We got to see one inning from Stone Simmons that scared me just a little bit. Uh, <laughs> I I didn't like it that much, but you know what? If that's what it, if that's what we needed to make Lamona say, all right. Let's just go land in the last mm-hmm. four innings, then I'll take it. Because from six inning six through the ninth inning, um, there was just no, I mean, there was no doubt in my mind. Yeah. Because, uh, I mean, landing comes out, you're going to win the game, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 That's what you'd think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you'd assume. No, I mean, no one's touched them all year. What what are they going to do? He comes in, uh, we're up 11 to 5. Yeah. We have a six-run lead. I'm not at all worried that we're going to lose the game, mm-hmm. but because, I mean, you got to score six runs on it. Yeah, you can't do that with one swing. No, but if there was a six-run home run, it would have been the one that we saw from Nico Cavadas. <laughs> 502 feet, is that I think, one? I, I'm not, I don't know how that could be official, 
how official that is, but the official stats on it are a 115 mile an hour exit velocity, which the average is like maybe 100. I, I don't maybe probably below 100. It was insanely fast off the bat. And then 502 feet. Like, uh, <laughs> me, me and you, was, just, me was, and you just sat there and we're like, my mouth is probably open for two minutes. like, huh, that just went that far. Yeah, I, the, my favorite part about that is that, you know, at any good baseball environment, if the opposing team hits a home run, you throw it back on the field. Oh, yeah, and most of the time, you know, most it's of the caught time, by the fans. Most of the time, that happens when, while the guy is rounding the bases. Mm-hmm. I think Landon had already thrown two pitches to the next batter. Got in a rhythm. Before the, before the ball was found miles away and thrown back onto the field. Dude, they had to go get in Chadwick Lake <laughs> to get that ball and throw it back. They had to go into the pool at the Sanderson Center to find that Damn, thing, dude. That, that thing. That was wild. Yeah. Um, and I was, I, me and you were sitting there ready to make fun of him for striking out again. Because he's facing Landon. What is he going to do? Hit a bomb? And 94 mile an hour fastball was <laughs> We were sitting there ready for our chance. And yeah, it, we and didn't get to do it again. <laughs> oh, brother, this guy's great. <laughs> hit a 500 foot home run. Yeah, so that was really cool. I, it made the game 11 to 7. Um, then I, I made the point, oh, we're grand slam proof at this point. And then in the ninth inning, they were... A swing of the bat away from loading the bases for Nico Cavadas to come up again, and uh, but ends up he grounds into a double play to end the game to send us to Omaha. Couldn't have written it up any better than yeah. it was. And um, man, I, mean, I could have written up he strikes out to end the game, but double play, I don't know, it kind of fits. Yeah, double play makes sense. What's he gonna do? Run it out is what you turned and said to me. Yeah, in the in the heat of like, oh shoot, our team is about to go to Omaha. This fat guy named Nico just grounds to second. I was like, what is he going to do, run it out? Uh, so, yeah, I, I was really excited about that. We win the game 11-7. to Landon Sims goes four innings, I think for the first time since the Texas game, yeah. which makes it kind of ironic because that's who we're facing in Omaha. Yeah. Um, so what you got on Texas? Any, anything at all on Texas? Wow, I mean, it's a team that we haven't seen since first day of college baseball and and you know those were different times i believe when we played texas it was nine degrees here uh, <laughs> weird isn't it uh now now the te- i mean the temperature still starts with nine um 99 yeah okay um so texas uh, we talked about how we kind of had a cupcake Regional, mm-hmm. and we kind of thought that the super was like kind of looking like we it. thought it wasn't, but like Texas had an easy regional and super regional. Yeah. Their and regional had two two four seeds and a three seed. Yeah, and it and none of them challenged. No, and honestly, I'm not. I'm, you can't blame them for that. They just had a had a draw that. And they did. I'd exactly love to have that draw. Yeah, I mean, you're not mad at them. You're not saying that it's their fault or anything. Even their super regional, they were supposed to get matched up with Florida, who is historically this incredible, uh, you know, postseason team, postseason program, and they got bounced in their own regional, and a four seed makes it out. So, I mean, they would have had to play Florida, which they probably would have beaten. Yeah. But still, I mean, they just played what they had, and. Now on paper they haven't played a good team since May the eighth when they played. It's TCU. The last ranked opponent that they played. And they played TCU, um, 
That was a good series. We watched that one weirdly. <laughs> we've played a lot of good teams since then. We've played uh, Florida. We've played Tennessee. Oh, what are you talking about? We didn't play them. I'm sure those games went well. And uh, we've played Notre Dame. And Campbell. <laughs> VCU had a 22-game win streak coming in. Like, show me another team that was that hot. <laughs> Mississippi State, I could argue. Um, no, but Texas, I know they're going to be a good team. They're in Omaha, so they're a good team. No, no question about it. Uh, we've seen their ace before, and I'm assuming, this is just me assuming, I think we're going to throw Will Bedner at them. Hmm. They've seen Christian McLeod. They hurt Christian McLeod a little bit. Yeah. Uh, so I think us throwing Will Bedner at them and them throwing their ace that we've seen before at us, and we – touched him up a little yeah, bit just too. a little bit just a little bit um i think that's going to be that's going to play to our advantage i think that this game you know I, if our offense can hit like they were in, in ga- especially games one and three of the super regional i'm not sure there's a team in college baseball that can beat us i bet we'll find them <laughs> not no it's my birthday <laughs> oh yeah i forgot it's your birthday uh yeah so ty madden there i i, I want to say this like without getting cold takes exposed um I don't think anybody listens to us that would expose us. I mean, at this what is point, my, what, my mom gonna expose us? Maybe you never know. Luke Meyer, but I mean, us? we we haven't had other other than the anomaly, Kumar Rocker. We haven't had that much issue with fastball slider, right-handed pitchers. No, Jack Leiter is about the best of them all. Yeah, he's really good. Gunnar Hoagland is another one just like that. Which Hoagland pitched pretty well against us, but it wasn't. Like, we're not getting anything on this guy. Yeah. We've gotten on people's fastballs that that have good sliders and fastballs, and that's their two pitches. We've we've even, done it. Even Kumar, like, the first inning, Rowdy touched his fastball. I'm pretty sure more. Rowdy got on, like, every time against yeah. him. So. I mean, Ty Madden's really good, like, top four pitcher in the country. But mm-hmm. uh, I, I'm just not looking back. There hasn't been many pitchers like him that we haven't been able to if, get on. If Tom Adam was a crafty left-handed pitcher, I would be shaking him. We shoes would right be now. in the losing bracket. Yeah. Um, so we might run into one of those, but we might, you know, if we chase him, we might run into another, uh, into a crafty lefty or something like that. But honestly, you know, I, I like the I like the matchup that we have here. Yeah. Uh, Texas is probably saying the same thing too. I mean, they're like, oh, we get Will Bedner. Yeah, he had a bad outing against Samford. He had a Okay, his bad outing, he went seven innings. Yeah, yeah. I, <laughs> I mean, we're getting a team that is good. Like mm-hmm. they're, the number, tech, they're the highest-ranked team in the tournament right now. So, you know. We're you know out for Arkansas. <laughs> you know what to expect. They're going to be good. they got two names that we saw, double-digit home runs. Um, Ivan Melendez and Cam Williams. Seem- Both batting over 300. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. If you look at our offensive numbers, you're probably not going to be impressed either. I know they're probably a good team. I just haven't watched them much. Yeah. So. We don't have Big 12 Network. Okay, we can't make that excuse. We just don't watch We it. just don't have Longhorn Network. Oh, uh, no, it's actually on ESPN+. Plus. We've literally had the ability to watch them. <laughs> I mean, baseball boring. It, yeah. Yeah, for the most part. I'm really excited to watch this. Yeah. I mean, I we're not going to look forward... To any of the other games, so if we miss like game two, I'm sorry. If we miss game three, sorry. We will be back before uh, if we're if we're still playing baseball. Yeah, uh, and 
we may not record a podcast, we may not post anything, but uh, just keep up on our Instagram. We'll probably post some memes here and there about uh, about baseball, Mississippi State baseball. Yeah. Uh, that'll be fun. To, uh, if you just keep up with us on there, we'll uh, ask for question prompts and we'll be able to answer stuff on our stories. Yeah. yeah. That'll be our way of, of keeping up and, and keeping you all updated. So, um, but right now, we're going to move into Instagram questions. So We actually have a few for like the first time in them forever. Yeah. So, thank you all. Like. Thank you all for sending those. Like we said, uh we may not be recording a podcast next week or you know, in the following games, but we will keep up on Instagram. So y'all just watch out for that. Okay, so number one from Brooks Taylor. Are y'all going? Mm, probably not. Got Jack, class. Jack's the worst. Got class. Sorry, Hunter. Jack's the worst. You can go. Jack's like, oh, we'll just go next year. We probably will. I'll be an adult. <laughs> hey, I won't be an adult until I'm 35. I know. Um, the next one from uh, Megan Underwood. Uh, why do y'all hate every non-mainstream sport? Can y'all do an o- off-topic episode? Uh, I mean, we're covering college baseball, so that's pretty much the... M- I don't think college baseball is mainstream at all. Mm-mm. It's it's actually not. I, we're trying to make it mainstream. Yeah, grow the game. Thanks, Brendan Walker. <laughs> we're, just, we're just trying to grow the game, you know. Uh, we could talk about curling. I guess that's the Curling only. would be pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, I can't think of anything... Javelin? Javelin's pretty neat. Yeah, I mean, there are some of those, like, track and field sports that are really cool. Um, Not, not, oh, hammer cross-country in the Winter Olympics. Cross-country skiing. Yeah, that, yeah. That'd be fun. That stuff's cool. But other than that, I can't think of another. Yeah, me either. Um, From Drew Robinson. Oh, brother, this guy stinks. Talking about Nico Cavadas? Why would he talk about Nico Cavadas like that? Does he not know that he had a 505-foot home run? That would, I would watch my mouth if I were Drew. There was also another question that we had from Luke Meyer, our uh, just, a, just a listener of ours. He asked the other day, since I did pick Notre Dame to win this regional, he asked if Party City, and he actually told us that Party City had clown costumes in my size. So I wanted to uh, just let Luke know, if you're listening, that I am wearing a clown costume. I'm wearing a Mississippi State hockey jersey or a sweater repping the ice dogs or a sweater if you will this is the this is the closest thing to a clown costume i could find um so appreciate it big dog but uh that's it for instagram questions yeah yeah that's all we got for y'all today um really looking forward to watching the dogs play in omaha me too i'm wondering if it ever gets old to watch your team make it to the college world series every single year i might get asked an old miss fan if it ever gets old they would know. Yeah. I mean, one time in the last you know, two decades. In, in your lifetime? Yeah, I think so. I think <laughs> that might actually be true. But uh, thank you guys for listening. If you've made it this far, I mean, you, you, you're you true. you true. Uh, but <laughs> uh, really excited, like I said, to watch the dogs play in Omaha and hope you are too. And we will be back with you guys before you know it. Thank you guys. You true. You true. Oh, brother, brother, this guy stinks. What a fun time that was. Dude, it's weird. Arkansas Razorback Baseball hasn't responded to our, <laughs> our tagging them on our story. Rums. They're just in the offseason. <laughs>